I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. Uh, today's episode features a good friend of mine and squall teammate. Yeah, I know. Another squall teammate, uh, Alex Trepka, talking to me about uh, professional wrestling. I was a huge fan of this conversation. So fun. Uh, it's something, it's a topic that I have a decent working knowledge of. After, uh, as I tell Trepka, a summer of watching Monday Night Raw almost every Monday. Um, so that was a blast. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I actually get to, uh, exercise how much I remembered of watching that. Uh, so that was fun. Um, Trepka is, is a big fan of the sport and, and really... Uh, you know, it, it's something that a lot of people really pshaw if they're not fans of it. Uh, but I think we really get into um, the things that they're that are there to to really love about it, uh, which which was a lot of fun. Um, man, uh, I guess the only thing I really have to to touch on is that I've been guesting on a lot of other people's podcasts and I, I am really proud of uh, what this one has become so that's something that I've been thinking about a lot recently is uh, just podcasting in general and the ability to uh, you know have on demand radio shows as as it were uh, is really cool and um, just wanted to throw out a good bit of support for for other um podcast that I've either been on or, um, may be on in the future. Um, one of those is Alcoholics Eponymous with Xander O'Connor. I've actually listened to a number of episodes aside from the one that I was actually on, um, and I really enjoy it, uh, a lot, uh, that we recorded that episode quite a while ago, but it just came out and it was fun to listen back, uh, and I'm, I think there's a lot of fun in there to be had. And uh, another more recent podcast that I guested on with um, another member of the Nerdalogs, uh, Chris Geiger, um, OC Dweeb with uh, Sawyer Heppies. Uh, we talked a lot about the Nerdalogs writing process, about what the process was like for me to become a member, um, and a lot about the Chicago comedy scene in general. So if anything or of those are uh, to interest to you, of interest to you, uh, go ahead and check that out. I'll throw links to those in the notes section that is full of links from uh, Trepka of different professional wrestling matches, so check those out too. And uh, as always, please remember to check out uh, Your Stories podcast and the Nerdalogcast, as those are the other podcasts on the Nerdalogs uh, network as it were. Uh, we still have a contest going for a couple more weeks. If you leave a review in one of our iTunes uh, channels, one of the three podcasts, uh, then you may be able to be on a live recording of the Nerdalogcast on December 1st. 
uh, I will be participating in that podcast, so you would get to be a, uh, you know, we might we might even sit next to one another. It's it's that big of a deal. Who knows? You you have to throw your name in the hat to find out. Um, but, but yeah, I've, I've, those have been a lot of fun. I'm really excited to do a live one. Uh, also coming up. Uh, this particular Sunday, the 18th of November, is our next Your Stories uh, recording. I'll be telling a monologue. I encourage anyone within the sound of my recorded voice to uh, look that up and do the same. Um, and the last two weeks of the Multiverse versus George Lucas, this Friday at 10 o'clock p.m. and next Friday at 10 o'clock p.m., we're expecting some pretty full houses, especially that last Friday, so should go ahead and get tickets in advance. Uh, I've had an absolute blast with this show so far, and I can't wait to continue sharing it with people. Uh, so please, please come and check that out. Um, Ray Ray Wednesdays continue every Wednesday at 8. Uh, those continue to be an absolute blast, and I've been able to book some good friends of mine as openers. Um, so come check those out and please uh, go to look up Squall on the playground website. I don't know when our next shows are. This is the laziest plug in the world, but, uh, go to the playground, the dash playground.com Squall's site has all of our upcoming shows. Just go ahead and bookmark it. So if there's ever a night where you're like, Hey, I don't have anything to do. I wonder if Squall has a show. Odds are that we may not. I'm really, really killing it with the selling points on this. But we might, and then you'd have something to do. Uh, because all of these lovely members of Squall have been on the show. Six, or I guess five out of the other nine people uh, have been guests. And we'll we'll get around to the others, too. Uh, without any further ado, enjoy Alex Trepka. Uh Yeah, it's always... Um, interesting going into it because it's like, how do I, uh, how do we start? And then we do, and then I usually talk about how we start, and then it just makes it more stilted than it has to be. <laughs> My guest today is Alex Trepka. He's going to be talking about pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that I kind of expected. Yeah? Yeah. I knew that you were a huge fan. Um, it's fun to try to, I try not to like sway what anyone's topic is, but if I know someone well enough, I try to think about what they would talk about yeah. and it was definitely on the list for me. Well, it was <clears throat> a toss up between pro wrestling mm-hmm. and the Beastie Boys. The Beastie Ooh, Boys mean a lot to me. Cool. But I feel like wrestling has legs to sure. go a little further. Than sure, sure. Legs to do, um, scissor holds with. Is that a figure four? Figure four. Mm-hmm. Figure four. <laughs> uh, or I, I saw that somebody else had already talked about action figures. Yeah, figures. yeah, yeah. He specifically did um, these little like Mighty Mugs action figures. Have you ever seen those? Mm-hmm. They they have bigger heads and tiny oh, bodies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he did talk about action figures in general, like from when he was growing up. But the thing that he collects fairly obsessively now is Mighty Mugs. Um, well, I used to use... Well, Okay, so <laughs> it's okay for wrestling. I, I was gonna always... ask if you had any wrestling action figures. Well, I didn't. Okay, I I maybe had. 
a handful of, okay. of the big, big stars. But my cousin Travis used to have like two huge Tupperware, like uh, just the big Tupperware things uh-huh. of just full of wrestling figures. Oh, uh, cool. Just, I remember uh, kids that I grew up with, like boys that I grew up with having some as well. Like the more popular ones. I, th- I yeah. think someone had Jake the Snake. Yeah. That, that was a friend of mine. So whenever, so I got into wrestling yeah. pretty hard, like late. 90s, 96, okay. 97. So you're like, like 10. 10? Yeah. So that was, and I don't know how it started. I, I can't remember like the first thing that I ever watched, but I, I know that it was on in the house, maybe just in passing, and mm-hmm. I kind of got, you know, hooked by it. Is your dad into it or something like that? or Just by nature of having to sit and watch it. Mm. Um, on Monday nights, because, that's funny because it it was on. But it was more you getting him kind of into yeah. it than anything else. Nobody else. I mean, my you. Do you have siblings? Yeah. Oh, I, okay. have, I have two older brothers. Oh. And they they were they did watch wrestling too. They mm-hmm. I remember having wrestling belts around the house. And mm-hmm. I was wondering like what they were and stuff. Right. But my sister was never really into it. But I made her get into it. <laughs> wrestle. Um, but so the first the first thing that sticks out in my mind is mm-hmm. just like, um, like st- seeing Stone Cold, yeah, Steve Austin, three sixteen, just a real badass dude. Sure, just like screwing everything up, uh huh, making it. He's real a heel, hard. right? Well, he was a babyface. Okay, the good guys when he was like younger, going against going against the establishment of like mm. Vince McMahon. Oh, cool. So So he's like a a force for good, but not necessarily totally like playing by all the rules. An anti-hero. Ooh, anti-hero. didn't play by the rules, got stuff done his own way, didn't trust anybody. Mm -hmm. We'd stone cold stun you if you looked at him the wrong way. For real, just a a real bad attitude, but he was doing it because like he just was, didn't care, you know, like gonna take down the man. Uh Uh-huh. So I think that was something to get behind. Uh-huh. I really didn't have, besides you know, teachers at school or uh-huh. my parents or whatever. I didn't have like a man to be mad at yet. Cool. Uh, so to be mad at is that what you said? Yeah, like now all oh, the man like government. Oh, uh, um, the man. The, the man. like capital T, capital M. Got it. Got it. Not a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the man. Okay. And uh, that's so I, funny. for a lot of people. A lot of people, I think Stone Cold stood for something like. Yeah, this is my fantasy to kick my boss's ass. Uh huh. Spray him with beer. Mm hmm. Because he drank a lot of beer. Uh huh. Like on, yeah. in the ring and stuff like that? Or? He, if, if he won a match, if he was like gonna have a, like a, a talk or something and then uh-huh. signal for the beers and then throw him up some. That's some, really funny. Some Budweiser's. There was a time when he like hijacked uh, um, a Miller Lite. Truck, I believe it was, and just like had this hose of beer and just oh my god in the ring. I'll That's so funny. Yeah, cool. I'll write it down. Uh, I like um, keeping track of notes. Uh, hose of Miller Lite. Um, That's for, yeah. Growing up, it was a thing that I slowly got into, and by all accounts, wrestling is a soap opera, mm-hmm. and you have to watch from week to week. And mm-hmm. You want to know like what's going on, yeah. And stuff. And this was the time, I mean, the, before the internet was big, mm-hmm. when... If you, you didn't watch it, 
You didn't see it. And also, you weren't spoiled. Like, you, you, oh. nobody could spoil it for you. So yeah. So, you had to watch. And if something big happened, like, either you missed it or you see it live. And mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> I, uh... My only, like, the time when I was watching the most wrestling that I was most into wrestling uh, was this summer, either, it was either the summer before my senior year of college or after my senior year of college, because my friend Brian uh, loved watching Raw, and he, like, thought it was so fun and so funny that he uh, purposefully got all of his friends into it. So we would, like, have Monday night parties and, like get beers and watch it and like make fun of it but also just like enjoy it for what it is and it was legitimately so fun and I never really I watched it a very very small amount when I was little just because like I always wanted to be friends with the boys so I always like tried to get in things that the mm-hmm. boys were into like that's what happened to me with Dragon Ball Z oh <laughs> I thought you liked Dragon Ball Z yeah I yeah knew. yeah like I did that with Dragon Ball Z I did it with there were some things that I just liked on my own. I loved Power Rangers. I loved Ninja Turtles. Like, those were my jam. But there were a couple things that, uh, Pokemon was kind of something I got into because of boys. Um, but, like, I played it on Game Boy. Like, I was a legitimate Pokemon fan. Yeah. But things like wrestling and, and Dragon Ball Z, I remember very distinctively, I got into them because the boys that I, like, either wanted to be friends with or, like, had crushes on mm. liked it. Um, but then, yeah, my senior of college, one of those summers... I was doing very little by night anyway. Uh, you know, I was working in a lab uh, during the day. And, uh, we yeah, like one time we just had a huge party. Like we were going to get a keg. Or I think we, we might have. But like, yeah, just like for Monday nights. Like Monday Night Raw became this huge thing with my that's group great. of friends. It was so fun. So now like that's how like... I'll drop, like, Randy Orton as a reference a lot just because he was, like, one of the biggest dudes. He still is. Uh, Orton and uh, John Cena. It was right when The Miz was getting big, Mm -hmm. so we were so, like, obsessed with, like, how gross his character was and everything. Yeah. Um, But anyway, that's... I wanted to, like, let you know that I do have a little bit of, like, raw knowledge. (laughs) Because... Oh, raw. Okay. So, so, uh, I mean... It's it's this free show that happens on USA mm-hmm. uh, during the week, mm-hmm. and also at the same time, concurrently, uh, WCW okay was going on, mm-hmm. and I was never really a big WCW. You're more a, it was I'm, WWF at the WWF, time. Yeah. When did it become WWE? I think like in the early 2000s. Okay, uh, the World Wildlife Fund. <laughs> yeah, like, ask them. It was like okay, <laughs> this we're both WWF. I this is getting we, old. We may have more uh, clout. <laughs> so they they sued. I, th- I think they sued for the rights and then they oh, really? changed it to WWE, which mm-hmm. is like kind of annoying. It's and like World Wrestling Entertainment. Is that what yeah. I'm saying? Still, that's what it still is now. And for a while, they would have to blur out all the WWF like emblems. Uh, before they changed them all over or something. Well, so for a while, they was all blurred out. So you'd watch like a clip from... An old oh, on, on gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then it would all be all blurred out and it just looked ridiculous. But yeah. now I think they've got the rights to show their At stuff. At least again, show the old yeah. references to it. That's funny. So as as a kid growing up, mm-hmm. I had a little sister and she wasn't into it. But mm-hmm. luckily I had a little cousin, Travis, who mm-hmm. was... He's come to Chicago before, right? 
Yeah. Like, he, you guys went to, like, Comedy Bang Bang together or something like that. Is this a different Travis? This, you're thinking of my friend Curtis. Curtis! That is who I'm thinking of. Curtis is great. Travis, if he's listening to this, back in the day, Travis was, like, uh, I think wrestling really got him out of his shell. Oh, cool. He was very much, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And kind of just awkwardly lanky. Mm -hmm. And stuff. Mm-hmm. God love Travis is great. Yeah, but wrestling really got him into, like, I guess empowering himself. That's cool. That's, I love you it. Can say that, right? Yeah, uh, I would absolutely think that I could probably cite people that I know like that as well. Yeah, maybe not necessarily that specifically what brought them out of their shell, but like something that they really had a love for mm. that was empowering. So Travis and I, he. His family was had a little more money than mm-hmm. mine, so like he would get all the pay per views. Mm-hmm. We would go and actually see wrestling whenever he was the one who had all the tubs of toys, right? Yep. Ugh, that's awesome. And then as we got a little bit older, we would like wrestle ourselves. So we uh-huh. would wrestle in my grandma's basement. We would wrestle <laughs> at his house. We would wrestle at my house. We're like, like young teens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have cushions or beds or like <laughs> fold out like few time things. Doing a bunch of moves that you yeah. saw. Just a bunch of, you know, safe. Yeah. Not real like power bombs or mm-hmm. anything. But choke slams is pretty. Just falling back on a bed and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and it would get heated like every Rowdy. every New Year's we would have like a big match. That's and, so fun. And, would uh, your family watch and stuff like that? Or no, 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 just you guys. We'd be like... Locked away in a room so it just gets super musty. That's so funny. In there and uh, yeah, it was it was great. Travis and I had some really uh, great matches. That's so funny. And we would have a belt and then like his name was Razor, like Razor Revo. Razor Revo. Razor Ravo. Like Ravo. Travo. Oh, okay, 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 got it. Like Razor Ramon. And uh-huh. then I was the road pup. The road pup. Because there was the road dog. Oh, is that yes. who's that? He was part of DX. He was like okay. this guy on his own. He like would, the road pup. The road pup. That's adorable. Wasn't a dog. Yet, was a <laughs> so we would like in the winter time we play inside. In the summertime we would go in the pool. I had a pool. And then, oh, like, that's fun. Pool tricks stuff. are always a blast. So you could jump and do like elbows. And yeah, you know, yeah. And stuff or. Throw them through. A I mean, and stuff, yeah. that's a a great time f- to like. I feel like pools and trampolines are always the places that kids get injured. Oh yeah, for sure. Because trampolines, like, I bet. I think I would definitely. Bet I think happen. it's like statistically even. Like, really? So, I think so. Pools? I could. No, 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 no. Uh, tramps. Trampolines. Okay. Yeah. Tramps. Because I, I <laughs> tramps. You know, ladies, tramps. Uh, I've sprained my ankle a million times on a trampoline. My brother. The only time he's broken a bone, I think, was really? he jumped out of a treehouse onto a trampoline. You know what? <laughs> broke like, his arm. <laughs> let's talk about trampolines for a second. Okay. Guys. I got a, I got a real slant against trampolines, mostly because I can't. I could never really do flips. Oh, really? It's probably too late in life to go after it real hard. You know, trampolines. That kind of surprises me because you seem like someone who's very like physically nimble and like fit. Well, that I mean and. The time when is that why it bothers most, you so much? <laughs> I don't know. There's, I feel like the time when I was probably the most trampoline active mm-hmm. was in my younger years, and mm-hmm. now if you get on a trampoline, like you're you're an idiot. If you, yeah. If you, so I can't really. You're gonna break every bone in your body. <laughs> plus, where are you gonna keep a trampoline? <laughs> but 
Well, there's room for a trampoline nowadays. Nobody's got backyards. Nobody does. (laughs) Nope. Can't keep a trampoline inside. Uh, My friends would, like, just do these crazy flips and just backflips for days, and I would just have to sit on the side. And there'd be times when I would try, and Uh then I would land right on my neck. And And it would hurt so bad. I'm good, guys. And you would leave. But... uh, I know what you mean. my, My friend Mary Helen had a trampoline, and, uh... We would always, the thing that we, she was so much better at it than I was. She was like taller and her legs were so long and she could just flip. And it was her trampoline, so she was on mm-hmm. it, you know. Yeah. It, 2,000 times more than I was. And, but our favorite thing to do was we would jump on the trampoline and we would reenact the uh, all that theme. Do you remember that? The like opening yeah. credits where everyone's jumping. <laughs> so we would just go, ah. And she would like one of us would be wearing a hat, so we'd like throw the hat in the air and grab it out of the air. Like we we did that every time we jumped on our trampoline. Just it was like a ritual. Like Mm. at some point in our trampoline jumping, we would start singing that. Yes, the show is all that. Yes, we do it all the time. Like every single time, it never got old. I'm sure today I'm 25 and she's 24 ish probably. Uh, if I went back to her, like, how I don't even think they live in that same house anymore, but if we were on a trampoline together, for some reason, we would do it. Like, it would just, like, we would just fall into that. She was my, my, like, closest friend growing up. That's my trampoline memory. I have, so my, the one trampoline memory that sticks out in my mind is not so good. Oh, no. <laughs> Whenever I was probably 12, 11 or 12, mm-hmm. um... So I was tram- uh, jumping on trampoline over at Kayla Monterosian's house. <laughs> Kayla? Kayla Monterosian. And me and my quote-unquote friend, uh, Ryan Hooker. What a hooker. Was, were jumping together. Uh-huh. And uh, I, of course, somehow like botched uh, like jump or something. Right. And as, stumbled backwards. As both of us not good at trampoline people are wont to do. And this was before <laughs> the age of nets and everything like, mm-hmm. surrounding Oh, yeah, so sure, sure, sure. Just wide open. Yeah, and so the, I, when they got the pads over the uh, coils, too, that was something that was like, you know what I'm talking you about? You didn't have those? Not not at first, uh-uh. Hmm. No, I would step through the coils all the time. Nope. It was done. Gotta have the pads. I'd roll, through, roll my ankle every time. So I, I messed up a jump, and I've stumbled backwards and I fell off like back first oh. off of the trampoline so I hit the oh. ground like knocked the wind out of me oh that sounds awful and all I remember like look, seeing is like looking up and seeing Ryan like continue to jump <laughs> without any help from me or any care for oh. what just happened which you know you take care of yourself yeah yeah you yeah you fall you sure. get back up right but especially a... when you're younger you don't really think about the like trying to help you're just like, oh, I'm having fun. But there was a real, I had a real slant against him mm-hmm. for the rest of Aww. our lives because he didn't do anything, didn't yeah. lift a finger, you know? Yeah. So. Pretty much, I think pretty much every time Mary Helen and I would jump on the trampoline would end with usually me, like, rolling my ankle. Oh. And I'd be like, that's it, sorry. Mm-hmm. And she would, like, get off and we'd go inside and play cootie. <laughs> <laughs> You remember that game? Mm-hmm. With the little tiny... The little yep. Yeah, we play cootie all the time. And eat fruit roll-ups. Those were the days. <laughs> Those were the Nothing days. Nothing else to do nope. but just jump, get air, yep. and then come down and play Fisher-Price games. Wait, exactly. It was the best, man. It was Fisher-Price. Fisher-Price or Milton so. Bradley? Uh, had, one I, or feel, the other. I feel like Fisher-Price popped in my head first, so I'm going to go with Yeah. That. I, that sounds right. Especially because cootie was a younger game. Mm-hmm. 
then like we actually should have been playing it but we just thought it was so fun it was like that all all that thing like we did it all the time <laughs> this is always all that yes we do it all, all the time, time. <laughs> i don't even mean to do that uh but we did it all the time and we didn't we never questioned it like we never questioned like this game is for kids half our age uh but it was so fun, fun. um who do you have uh who are your favorite wrestlers and you can like go through a progression if yeah. it's kind of changed it's like progression stone cold mm-hmm. probably just a, not only an influence well i'm sure we'll definitely get to talking about influence and how they've influenced people. yeah yeah i'll um, close it out like that stone cold Shawn michaels who was around for much longer than stone cold um before does he have like a nickname the heartbreak kid oh yeah 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 Shawn i know michaels. yeah i knew the so name like, sounded familiar chris jericho mm-hmm um, great mic skills. <laughs> Those three probably have the most relevance. Yeah. In like my upbringing. Cool. Uh, so go into, we mentioned this earlier, but there's like this whole, there's a whole thing with faces and heels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only know about it because of the, when I was watching raw, my friend Brian kind of tried to explain it to me yeah. and people can kind of start out as one and become another one. Oh. Definitely. Happens a lot, right? So you have to... Speak to that a little bit. Yeah. So you have to start somewhere, Mm -hmm. and you're usually like just somebody that gets beat a bunch. Oh, yeah. You make make appearances and get beat a bunch, and then you like start to get a run. As a new guy, because no one's like... Everyone's like, oh, you're just a new guy playing one of the guys we already love. Yeah. So you either start off as like just a bad guy trying to come in and screw up a good guy or you vice versa like a good cool. guy making a name for himself by standing up to whatever bad dudes so faces and heels the, the coolest and, and I, I'm almost I've had times where I just don't read anything off the internet uh-huh. I just like go off I don't I don't look at it because uh-huh. I don't want to know what's happening uh-huh. but I when, always... you can, when you don't keep up with watching as much right gotcha um, or I'll continue to watch or like read the results and not read anything else. Mm-hmm. But the the coolest stuff back, like I said earlier, back when I was young, uh-huh. is when these big turns, like, oh my gosh, he just turned his back on somebody. Uh, oh my gosh, like the team that he was a part of, and yeah, stuff. Or like he's that. saving, he's saving somebody that you wouldn't think that he would save, you know. Mm-hmm. So that type of stuff would be like, oh my gosh. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't believe. Like the soap opera stuff. There was, so there was a time when like Austin joined Vince McMahon and was on Vince McMahon's oh. side. And that was a huge, huge thing. Nobody, I'm sure, mm-hmm. saw it coming. Or mm-hmm. like, there was a storyline where like the Undertaker, who was another big guy, he, he didn't really, I could never really identify with the Undertaker because mm-hmm. he's just like, large, obviously larger than life, the phenom. Yeah. They call him. He, he had... Usually wears a mask when he comes out or something like that. Uh, he he wore there was. He's got like really long hair. He's got long hair, and, but he never really wore a mask. Mask. Okay. He wore like a Phantom of the Opera. Uh, it was like it was yeah, like, that's what I was thinking. The lower half of his face, right? It's like a <sighs> it's like a Hannibal mask or something like that. Doesn't someone have one of those? I, I I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> so the Undertaker. This uh-huh. is, Undertaker took like this big leg drop from Yokozuna, who was this huge. He wasn't even Asian; he was Samoan, but this huge guy with like a huge butt. Just huge. He's a big guy. We'll look up Yokozuna later. But so he gave Undertaker Yokozuna leg drop and like crushed his Undertaker's orbital 
uh, oh Jesus! So Undertaker had to wear this like protective mask, oh. his face, which was the top, kind of like the top part. I feel like it it was more than a phantom. So of the it was like this. more. It was like out of necessity. Yeah. It, but did it really happen? Yeah. I mean, did he, I he mean, really got injured? Yeah. Wow. But the mask was just to keep him wrestling. You know? Sure, sure, sure. Um, but the out of necessity to protect him while he was wrestling. Yeah, that's right. what I meant. So there were a lot of wrestlers that had masks. Kane had a mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mankind had a mask. Mankind, maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Who had the like bottom of mouth mask? It was or Vader. Who had Vader? Vader had like, oh, well, most of his face. Yeah, there was like Vader straps. Bomb. There was like straps. That's yeah. That might be what I'm thinking of because he just strapped over his big mm-hmm. bald head. Yeah. Yeah. So Vader that. was a little bit before my time, but people like um, the Vader bomb. Yeah. That, he's a huge dude, and I would not want to be anywhere near. Ugh. Yeah, they, I mean, he was still like working in the, uh, uh, like when he was uh, when I was watching it. Oh, he's right? still. I think so. Who am I thinking? He of? may have. He no. I think of Big Show. I'm thinking okay. of Big Show. Yeah, Big Show was. He's a Big Show. <laughs> he's still around, but Vader is like old now, and he's definitely. He's not around. But they sometimes they make appearances like a Royal yeah. Rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just says like a veteran or something. But so a big like shocker, oh my gosh, the Undertaker had like the ministry where mm-hmm. he was the leader of all these guys who'd like go and do his bidding. And cool. Just he's the like a huge He's like the godfather. Yeah. Like he's like a big he was he was a heel. Kind of mm-hmm. like he was a cool heel. And then like he was going after Stephanie McMahon, Vince McMahon's daughter. Oh, yeah. Capturing her and, you know, hiding her and everything. <laughs> and then there was like, they would always talk about this higher power, like Undertaker answered to the higher power and everything. And okay. The, the big thing was like... But it was like a mystery. Who is the yeah. higher power? It's like, who's the Greek in the wire? <laughs> yeah. And they, so they had like, a, uh, on the Titantron, they had uh, Vince McMahon like, Undertaker, you better tell me, you better show me who the higher power is and I will go through the proper authorities to, you know, fire him or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And then in the ring was this guy in this big hooded mask and everything. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my gosh, the higher power is Uh here. We're going to learn who the higher power is. Uh Uh-huh. And he undoes his mask, and it's Vince McMahon. Whoa! So we definitely write that down. Yeah, okay. We'll we'll talk about the higher power being Vince McMahon. And I think, like, they get kind of molded in my mind because I feel like there might, I don't know if that was the same storyline, but still, like, then there was the corporate ministry. So Vince McMahon was part so with Undertaker, funny. and they were the corporate ministry. So stuff like that, like, huge things are like, oh my gosh. Yeah. They still happen from time to time, because you can't know everything that's going to happen right. all the time. Uh-huh. But. Who, who, do they have, like, a team of writers? Like, how do they oh, come yeah. up with, so, like, there's you a, can be a writer for yeah. WWE. It's, and there's usually, like, open spots on the really? job website for a writer. Cool. I actually want a writer um, that, I, I don't know if he still writes for him, but he did for a while. Freddie Prince Jr. was... Really? He was, was a, a writer? was a writer. Like, after him. he started... Because he started acting when he was pretty young, right? He had a yeah, career from I mean, when he was pretty young. I don't know too much about... I mean, obviously his, his movies and stuff, but he maybe, or, you know, up until recently, was an active writer That's on so wrestling. funny. Yeah. My friend uh, from college... Uh, Hunter Whitworth, shout out. He um, 
he is a huge wrestling fan and uh he um he re- he was like a english slash journalism guy in college so he's still trying to do that now so he does some like sports writing for websites and oh, like right. small publications in north carolina and he recently uh texted me because he uh was exchanging emails with um i think his name was the hurricane yeah uh yeah so he was like so stoked about it and he got to write this like whole piece about the hurricane about like what he's doing now and all this stuff that hurricane that was a cool he's a cool character yeah he was like a real lightweight guy right he was he wasn't a big guy yeah but he had the he had like this gimmick of he was a superhero Mm -hmm. i think that's why hunter likes him so much because he was a big superhero fan too and and it's kind of so, so obviously everybody is doesn't stick around forever mm-hmm. and wrestlers sometimes most of the time have like their fall from grace kind of oh and i think a year ago or something the hurricane got into like a real bad motorcycle accident cause oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. drunk or something mm-hmm. and then when when hunter told me about it i looked him up because i was curious you know what his story was and i read about that it was like he was on a cycle with his girlfriend or something like that yeah Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can't wrestle forever. Mm-hmm. And you have to, you either like fade out or you, you know, burn out. Or uh-huh. It's, it's or, kind of depressing I mean, sometimes. There's, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like other performance in that way. Like there's some actors whose uh, careers just deteriorate so much that you like lose, you know, interest or, I mean, even shows, you know, like. Some shows, when shows like Jump the Shark and lose, you know, fans. Um, it's sad. But uh, to, to talk about emails, so I'm at, at Groupon, whenever uh-huh. I worked at Groupon, um, there was a big wrestling presence in the office because, like, John Sabine mm-hmm. and Joey Romaine mm-hmm. and um, Frank Colin Espinales, he um, was around at Iowa for a while. Um, we would all talk about wrestling or we Fun. would you know in passing we would have like wrestling figures on our desk I'm trying to pull up Darn a right. picture of it but uh, I mean you can find it if you want we just uh, don't stress out over it no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> somehow I think it was Joey who talked to somebody who was worked at WWE oh cool had some job of merchandising or something uh-huh. and then we solved the, we solved their issue and then Joey was like hey like I saw that you're oh like he literally like at Groupon that's how he met him like through the through customer service yeah so she that's said cool. to him like oh yeah. I need a refund or something uh-huh. and then Joey responded with her the answer and then P.S. like we have a big wrestling like bunch of fans here in the office cool so like they emailed back and forth, and Joey sent her the address to Groupon, and a couple weeks later, she sent us this huge box, like, big, like big box of... Two by two I would cube. Mm, yeah, a, just a big box. Yeah, not yeah. A, not a huge box, but a big box uh-huh. of uh, just wrestling swag. Which, That's so cool! Like, DVDs, figures, shirts... I got an alarm clock. What? A lot of... Like, just, is it any specific uh, uh, wrestler? It had, like, John Cena, The Miz, and <laughs> Rey Mysterio on it. Rey Mysterio is the guy, the... 
He has. Luchador, right? He always has. Will have a mask. Yeah. Um, but that's what it's. That's the right word, right? Yeah. Luchador. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I ended up not keeping the alarm clock because it was too loud. But really, it would have been, been cool to have a wrestling alarm clock. But anyway, um, that's so, so funny. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. If you find the picture, like email it to me or text it to me or something. Yeah. It's, it's just us in a conference room, just. All this with all this and wearing stuff. shirts. That's so happy. cool. Um, yeah, good for Joey for like keeping the you know conversation open. It was great. And this this year, a bunch of us got together and like ordered WrestleMania, which is, and we did it last year too, which is awesome. Uh-huh. Cause you're just hanging out. Yeah, enjoying it. Uh huh. Talking smack, kind of like it's funny. On it. I feel like recently I've talked to more people, more and more people who I've like discovered were wrestling fans mm. personally like uh nick johnson who is on reagan reagan with me mm. and he did his episode of mbsing was about no effects but he almost did pro wrestling really the re- one of the reasons he didn't do it is because he had already talked about it on someone else's podcast <laughs> so like he tries to watch yeah you did uh so he um so he tries to watch the like paper. There's a bar in Chicago that shows all the pay per views. Well, um, there's a there's a place called the Squared Square. Square. I knew it was something. It yeah. had square in it. Which is owned by a former like women's champion who cool. Like you are like oh my gosh, I'm talking to this lady. Yeah, yeah. I would see on the TV, but it's awesome. I like highly recommend China the Square Circle. Like uh, yeah, she's a little <laughs> bit less. Well known in China, but sure. if you watch wrestling during those, days, you would know who she was. So that's really cool. What was her name? Uh, Victoria. Okay. Um, she was around. She was like sure mean. That's fun. Just dark hair. That's so cool. Yeah. So I've talked. I've heard of or talked to a lot of people who go to the squared circle for like every big event. Yeah. It seems like it would be so fun. It's a great. I highly recommend. I'll check it out. The only reason I haven't been able to go is because they're usually on Sundays and I have Nerdlock stuff on Sundays usually. They also show all the Raws and everything too. Oh. And they usually. I have Nerdlocks on Mondays too. Those are my two Nerdlocks days. And if not, then they play like other wrestling things every night of the week. Like they always have wrestling. I would love to check. Where is it? It's on Ashland. No uh, way! Just, it's like Ashland and Fullerton. Ugh, that's so close! Yeah. Oh man! Stuffed burgers. Go. It's great. Maybe. Oh, I love stuffed burgers. Like olives and feta and shit. Yeah, cheese stuffed with bacon. If we, I don't know what we're doing after this, but I have my car. I'm just saying it's, Ooh, it's there. We can get a meal. It's enticing. Sometime. I would have to actually put clothes on. I am pajamas. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But maybe I can meet you there for dinner or something like that. We'll see. Okay. Let's not make it. Okay. Yeah. Let's just yeah. Let's let it We'll keep out. it open. It would also be a fun little squall outing. Yes. I don't know if I ever mentioned that. Uh, Alex is on squall with me as well. That's right. Much like Bab, James, Chandler, and Spencer. Those are the ones who have been yeah, so far. Jefferson on? Or no. Game? No. I would love to get both. I, want to, I would love to get everyone on. Sometime. Yeah, yeah. Eventually. Yeah. So, uh, with wrestling. Uh-huh. I, whenever I got to high school, um... Oh, yeah, you mentioned well, this before. obviously, wrestling is an athletic sport. Sure, you absolutely. You can't be a slouch, you can't be slobby. That's one of the things that really intrigues me about it, is that it is, you know, entertainment. It is, mm-hmm. they do have writers, they are all stories, but at the same time, all these dudes are jacked yeah. and actually doing a lot of really, like, physical, intense stuff. Yeah. Um, so... 
Of course, uh, wrestling's fake. Like, it's, is that even an argument anymore? I of course hope not. Like, of course, yeah, it's yeah. fake, but right, it's not the point. Like, no, not at all. Um, but I was so I tried my hand in high school uh-huh. on the wrestling team. So cool. I wrestled wrestling. So you're on the like varsity wrestling team, or no? <laughs> not even close. Uh, <laughs> I wrestling like amateur wrestling. That type of wrestling is very hard. Yes. Very, it got me in good, great shape. Yeah. Uh, I didn't win a match whenever Aww. I was in the the one year that I wrestled before I had to get a job. But I really, I mean, I still think like, bef- this was before. Were freshman, the, sophomore? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was before the huge rise of like UFC and everything. Oh, like, that's true. Every Joe Schmo was like, oh my gosh, I'm in I could be, right, yeah. yeah. So, I don't really like MMA and UFC. <clears throat> I mean, it's... I'd much rather... Game, yeah. yeah, it's very different. I would much rather watch pro wrestling. Yeah. It's so much more entertaining. Of course. I don't like seeing two guys just, like, beating the shit out of each other. I just don't. Well, I don't like boxing either. Meh. Maybe that's just, like, my feminine wiles. Well, I mean, it's almost... In my mind, that's kind of the way reality TV is going. Like, we... And... and MMA is a sport. You have mm-hmm. to be trained. Like, oh, for course, sure. I'm course. not trying to say anything less than that. Like, for no. sure, those dudes are athletes. But, like, I just don't enjoy watching it. And It's such a, like, testosterone-fueled thing. Some matches can last 40 seconds. Yeah. And yeah. And, it's over. and you some have Some matches no are just anticlimactic, and they fight and fight and fight, and, and then, then it goes to the judges. It's just you know? whoever. Yeah. So, yeah. But I feel like, and maybe I'm just... Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> trying to stay inside my safe shell but like bias the future of reality tv in my mind is going towards the way of maybe like more people beating the crap out of other people for prizes or oh something. wow or you think it's all gonna become like the running uh, man or marathon man or uh where reality tv is like we will see people get killed on TV. Uh, like Hunger for... Games. Yeah, that's more. <laughs> I was trying to think of Battle Royale is what Battle I was trying Royale, to think of. Running Man with... I don't know what Arnold that is. Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, yeah. I don't know what that is. It's a, it's a movie that, in the future, you you have contestants Similar that go through, the, go through like the gauntlet of things and oh, they win prizes okay. if they survive. Okay. Whatever. But people, you know... Uh, well, I think... I mean, it's less ag- against... Each other, but still like physical contests, like uh, American Ninja Warrior and stuff like that. Yeah. Ninja Warrior. That stuff's so entertaining to watch for mm-hmm. me. I, don't, I mean, it gets boring when everyone keeps getting tripped up on the same yeah. thing, like the spider wall. Mm-hmm. And they have to do that. <laughs> Those rounds are so boring because you yeah. know it's like half the dudes who do it and chicks, once they get to the spider wall, it's like, well, will we get to watch any more of the you know, yeah. track after this? Oh, it fell again? Boring. <laughs> yeah. uh, but in high school, so I wrestled, yeah. So what if I didn't <laughs> win a match per se? I feel like I could never get like angry enough mm-hmm. to want to... You have the fire? The fire to like overpower or hurt. Uh-huh. Not, not so much hurt, but like overpower guy interesting so whenever that would come like oh I got, when you I'm, needed that like extra i would be on my back and that's I interesting yeah that, i think that says a lot about you yeah. as a person i think like, in a good way though like i'm not you're I, like competitive but you didn't want to like feel like you were just hulking out on someone and you needed it like mm-hmm. i needed that 
or else. I don't know. I, it's still, good. I'm sure it, was, sure it was still a great experience. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like re- wrestling, amateur wrestling, uh-huh. uh like me, my strength, my skills, my yeah. technique versus you, your strength, your skills, technique uh-huh. is the most undiluted, like sure. man physical, on man yeah. physical thing uh-huh. that you can... Didn't it, that was like, I'm sorry to interrupt, no. but that was one of the biggest stinks because they took it out of the Olympics, they, but then they put it back in. They did take it out, but luckily it's back in. Because I feel like that's ridiculous. Like yeah. obviously it deserves to be there. I think one hundred percent. Yeah, it should yeah. Be in the and it's like you said, it's one of undiluted. The original events. Yeah, it's crazy. Why? Why did they even? Do you know why they took know. it out? If if for a while there, whenever I heard that, I was like, that's total BS. I know there was a huge uproar. Ugh. Not even from people who were really like close to it. I think I feel like it was a fairly wide like why. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily it's back in. Good. But I feel like and this sort of lends itself to how wrestling has professional wrestling has sort of influenced me Mm -hmm. is like just the showmanship of uh how how moves are executed, how Mm -hmm. the you know, people who talk on the microphone, like Mm -hmm. how they interact with other people and mm-hmm. to drive storylines and stuff like mm-hmm. that is so interesting to me. And I think even if people have a slant against wrestling, mm-hmm. whatever, like if it, if it's a lower form of television, whatever, like, yeah, it's still entertaining and it's still like you, I, I feel like it has really lent itself to me as a physical performer and mm-hmm. as sort of a presentational performer. I can absolutely see that. Yeah. Yeah. I really can because you just, you have a very specific style hmm. And uh, I've always liked that about playing with you because I think that's something that I'm still... I've been told, um, but I also think it about myself, that I, I'm still kind of like looking for my own like specific style. I think... I don't know. I think I have certain things that I try that are also things that uh, I've garnered from other forms of entertainment or other performers that I really like that uh, I try to emulate but also put through my own personal filter and make it my own not just you know ripping someone off yeah but i don't think i have as distinctive or specific a, a style as a performer as you do oh. and i've always really liked that about uh watching you and playing with you well thank you uh, I, I i owe it i feel like comedy influences yeah like silent era Mm-hmm. Harper Marks and oh sure people. absolutely that, the, definitely they have one hundred percent they they did they you grow up stuff. watching stuff like that they, it was definitely on in the house my dad watched a lot of Three Stooges and a lot of cool. like, Laurel and Hardy um, and man I wish I had classic influences yeah. like that and he would play the Marx Brothers and until wasn't until college that I got into like Buster Keaton or cool Boyd and, like, when that's that was their job was to learn these. Yeah. stunts and to execute them and if they didn't do it right like, get hurt real bad yeah, yeah. or you know die or that's so cool it, yeah you can definitely see that yeah. we i feel like over the last year plus playing on squall there have been certain times where we've uh usually in rehearsals more than in shows where we've done like wordless scenes yeah it's always oh, so that. fun to watch you do stuff like that and your physicalities are so cool i i so i teach at Babs school. Oh, yeah, Teacher's yeah. aid at mm-hmm, Babs school. Mm-hmm. And I have a group of like the the most gifted learner or cool. I'm sorry, readers. 
Okay. In the class, while the other people are like getting more help, getting words. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and we have a book. It's like who was Harry Houdini. Oh, so cool. we're reading all about Harry Houdini and it's like on their level explaining like what he did and how he did it and like back then and even back when Buster Keaton or like uh, when films were still silent like mm -hmm. you would go and that would be like a huge thing for you to go to the movies and mm -hmm. see something like that or mm -hmm. and that was when they still showed a lot of news before movies too right yeah. like the newsreel that was mm -hmm. how people would get informed. so back then there wasn't the internet. There wasn't mm -hmm. like you weren't constantly exposed to entertainment or mm -hmm. like movie stars. Or Dude, I mean, whatever. carrying around a phone all the time. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, it's it's hard for me to explain to these seven and eight year olds like. Oh yeah. Back then, you this didn't have any like this was the time for you to be entertained. Uh -huh. It's kind of you know depressing to to some extent. Like you had to seek it out, or uh -huh. you had to you know uh -huh. you had a trade or something, um, or that movies. They were silent. And mm -hmm. They didn't have any color to mm -hmm. them. It was just, just black and white. Music and words and like, at the bottom. And they would, they the would have to have a live orchestra in the uh -huh. movie theater play because there's no sound yeah. in the movies. Or if they spoke, uh -huh. you'd have to have a title card to say what they said. Uh -huh. And it's, I still feel That's like it's hard so for them funny. to wrap their minds yeah. around. Like, how how could you, as a kid that young, and the first things, I mean, the only things they've ever seen have been all you know dialogue within the. Yeah. Uh, context of the show and so I'm trying to like explain their like, parents iPad and they're like playing Angry Birds and shit yeah. like that yeah I'm so I'm trying to explain that's to them, cool like you it was it was a lot different than back mm -hmm. then Harry Houdini had to go from town to town doing tricks and if people wrote about it in the newspaper maybe that newspaper then would go maybe to they another would town find out about it. but they didn't have you know television and you couldn't create a facebook event for yeah. your magic show <laughs> so he had to go from town to town like making a name for himself uh -huh. and then whenever he obviously got to like a huge international star mm -hmm. uh, people knew about him and would have you know posters or what That's whatever so else. cool I, I wow I, I asked them like who would be some stars for you like because harry Houdini was a huge star yeah in in your mind who are stars nowadays so they were like Katy Perry and uh -huh. said like oh, I can't even, I, I I don't remember the name because it had no it didn't you didn't any know relevance to me because I don't it was know like Demi Lovato or some Disney yeah, person or like One Direction or something oh like yeah that. yeah yeah, I, yeah that sure. has no bearing on my life because to you just, that's yeah. not I mean it honestly it like those people are huge international Absolutely. stars but to you and I who try to yeah, yeah, we're, that's not our, we're not the demographic anymore. Right. Not for that kind of star, you know? So I even tried to, like, reach down to them with, like, what I think, mm -hmm. like, you would have to acknowledge, mm -hmm. like, they're a star, like, you know, guys like Will Smith. Yeah. Or uh, Bruce Willis or Brad Pitt. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Tom Cruise. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's, there's still, so like, funny. a disconnect, but... That's so funny. Coming back to... And, uh, Justin Timberlake. I think he would oh, be... Justin Timberlake would... Great. I think that would be one of the biggest... I mean, I, it's funny because one of the first names that came to mind for me once you tried to start was Michael Jackson. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. I mean, back when he was like big, when he was doing like bad and things yeah. like that, he was absolutely... Yeah. The example of that. But at this point, he's not anymore. Like, not for them. 
And these are kids that but are... Justin Timberlake is like the modern, like today is mm-hmm. Michael Jackson, I think. They were born whenever we were graduating high school. So. Right. Oh, God. That's insane. Yeah. In like the mid-2000s? Yeah, 2005, 2006. <laughs> so you have to... I, a lot of times... Oof. You gotta what realize a... That you're, they're young. Wow. Young guys. Wow. Um, but back to how it sort of has like the showmanship mm-hmm. and the... Just like... Not, I wouldn't say over exaggeration, but obviously there's always a little bit of like over mm-hmm. se- overselling. Sure, say. But, uh, presentational. Yeah, I would I would call it. And it's great. Like they do a lot of physical, mm-hmm. obviously not comedy, but it's all mm-hmm. physical stuff that they have to kind of play up, up. You know, yeah. I mean, there is some attempt at comedy oh, in a lot of there's, pro wrestling. There's been teams throughout the history of wrestling that are just like joke the teams jokes of them are good for the smaller kids who can like oh my gosh the, the guy's uh, dressed up like a clown or mm-hmm. uh, and <laughs> uh, so, hornswoggle so, hornswoggle <laughs> like he, oh so, man I just remembered me and uh, Tim Lyons jokingly talked about dressing up as um, Hornswoggle and Gold Dust for Halloween. Yes. But that was like months ago and we forgot. Ah, we'll have to do it another time. But so whenever I was watching wrestling, like it was the Attitude Era mm-hmm. where <laughs> they had like DX would like say suck it. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember that from fifth grade. Everyone started doing it so much. And... Austin would drink beer all the time on live TV, or they were, would show blood constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the thing, like, hardcore. There was a hardcore championship. Suck it. And, like, you know, Mankind, McFoley, would get thrown off of a cage by Undertaker, literally thrown off of a 30-foot cage, cage and match. come crashing down on an announce table. That's another thing that we should look at, is Undertaker, Mankind. Throwing Mankind off the, the table. Yeah. Hell in the cell. Like, back then, there there weren't many rules besides, obviously, cussing and stuff. But uh-huh. they really, really got close to pushing the, the boundaries of, like, having bleeps and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, well, and Stone Cold would, would say, you know, whatever he wanted, basically, and then they would have to bleep it. But um, the Attitude Era was definitely the era that I grew up, grew up in. in. And what then, do you think it's becoming now? Well, it's... They call it the PG. Oh, era. really? Because like Cause they're trying to they don't show audiences. They don't show blood anymore. Wow! It's not so they can't use. They really don't use chairs anymore. Huh. Yeah, I knew they took away yeah. chairs. It's like having a real physical match. Like you have to use moves and stuff. Some they still go through tables and they still have like one pay per view a year where it's allotted to like extreme rules. But, oh, excuse me. Back in the day, there was there was so much. Huh? Like, awesome. I mean, legitimately. Scary and life uh-huh. threatening things that they were doing, deathifying, you know, uh-huh. table matches or uh-huh. jumps off of a huge scaffolding or something. But right. that was great and it's still entertaining today. And and it also like wrestling also kinda of melded in, into jackass for me. Oh. I think it was a transition to like okay, yeah. these guys aren't wrestlers but they're still doing like crazy stunts. Ridiculous. And stuff, which I obviously was wholeheartedly uh, partaking in with, yeah. like jackass and everything. Uh-huh. But wrestling at least the way I knew it was like really, really crazy stuff. Fun. Back in the edge. That's era. cool. Well, you already spoke to it a little bit, um, but if you have anything else to say about uh, how you think wrestling has influenced you in life or uh, as a performer, 
uh, go ahead and and throw it in there. Like I said, I mean, I know you talked about like the physicalities and the mm -hmm. presentational side of things, but yeah, I feel like so the three people that I feel like are the greatest, mm -hmm. and I don't think many people would disagree. Oh, cool. definitely, Sean Mike Sean Michaels is probably the the best performer cool. of of all time, and he cool. has like just a he's not a super huge buff guy, but he. It just like has a huge heart and uh, really well spoken mm -hmm. and has been around for ages. You know, is he still working? Yeah, cool. He was in the, oh, I mean, he was like special guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Not like weekly, but yeah. in the last Pound in the Cell with Randy Orton. Uh, ah, Randy. Like he in his career, he's had a lot of like big turns. Uh huh. Like big, big. Huge, he's been around long enough yeah. that. He's been through a lot of iterations of teams and yeah. loyalties and stuff like that. So he's just great, and I feel like his kind of like cockiness and mm -hmm. if if you bravado, yeah, he's he's just fantastic cool. as a wrestler, and and even to this day, like he still can hold his own, I'm sure. But he's getting up there in age, uh -huh. I'm sure. And Stone Cold, like I could, I never could really identify with um, the. Party time, party time. <laughs> well, not, 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 <laughs> not even, even the that. beer drinking, like, to be so brazen as to, like, completely upset the established oh, order, but there was something about him. It goes back to, like, the man that yeah. you referred to. But there's something about him, like, just his walk and the way that he carried himself. Swaggy. Something that I I would always project myself doing that, but it was never, it was never had really... any bearing on sure. true life, because, sure. of course, I'm not a badass <laughs> Texas. <laughs> But, uh, and Chris Jericho, I feel like... Those are your top three. Uh, yeah. Another guy who is outstanding, has been around a long, long time. Again, not a huge, huge guy, but has just the verbal... He's got, sports. like, long, blonde hair. He used to have long, blonde okay. hair. Now it's short. Okay. Um, but he's still per performing, too? He's taking a break. He was on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, and, gosh. Like, other, other, like, reality show pursuits. He's also in a, like, heavy metal band. <laughs> called Fozzie that goes on tour That's and everything. That's so funny. So a lot, him, just the sheer, like, the... the, the, the Spectra. The spectrum of everything that he has done from, like, starting out young Canadian to, like, now he has these totally other pursuits that he can just be like, all right, wrestling, taking a break, gonna, gonna go, go do this, like, gonna go on Dancing world tour, <laughs> gonna be on national television Fozzie. on, you know... Uh, Dancing with the Stars. That's so fun. So cool. And and the way that he again like holds himself and talks and everything, he plays a really really good heel. Oh, cool. I always I really hope sometime in the future, I get cast in like a play or in in more scenes Some where I can be sketch. like be like the bad guy. I can see you the doing heel. that. Mm -hmm. I can absolutely see you yeah. doing that. I want I want to be like. You should write, or you should pitch or write or something, like a triple feature or something like that when the annoyance kicks back up. Yeah. They've done a they've done a professional wrestling show before. Uh, it was before I moved here. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but they like made, yeah, they made like a fake wrestling federation called Claw, I think. It was, or Cock, or something dumb. Yeah. But it was a... Uh, yeah, so it was like Tyler Patochka and Ray Mees and a, a few guys who are still around the Annoyance mm. um, were participants in it. That's great. So I've always wanted to pitch um, like an improv themed 
show. I'm sorry, I'm sorry wrestling, uh, wrestling themed, themed show. Wrestling themed improv show, yeah. For a while, they had like the Sunday night recap of football where they would talk about football, but I always thought it would be cool to get like Joey Romaine and John Sabine. And you guys should totally do it. To that would be recap great. what's happening in wrestling or like show old clips and stuff. You should do it. It would be, I think there would be interest in it. Like I said, I feel yeah. like a lot of people in the scene keep popping up as fans to me. Yeah. I think it would gain ground. I think, and, and yeah, definitely wrestling has had a huge impact on me, not only as a person, but most certainly as a performer. Mm-hmm. And I still think, even to this day, it, it kind of has a slant of, like, not being the highest form of entertainment yeah. or whatever. And even, like, now, you, it's kind of predictable sometimes, and you kind of, well, obviously, if you read spoilers, you see what's coming. Mm-hmm. But it's still fun, and it's still something to pique your interest, and it's mm-hmm. not... I wish that I could stand up with Chandler and Spencer and <laughs> whoever else to talk about sports because I really sure. do care about sports. Mm-hmm. I like to watch and I like to just hear about not things, as but like I'm just I they have an obsessive following yeah. of sport. I feel very similarly. I, the only thing I can really stand up on is like some you know Atlanta Braves I know a lot about, mm-hmm. uh, but only really like recently in the last like five or six years probably and. That's how I feel about film, too. Like, I really love, like, recent film, but I don't have much of a, like, mm. past film knowledge. Well, with... So, the Red Sox and mm-hmm. St. Louis. Right, were yeah. in the World Series together. And that's you and Courtney's teams, yeah. right? So, and there was a bit that we had, like, a legitimate conversation of... I'm, without a doubt, more of a casual fan. Sure. Not, not super diehard. I know some people in the lineup. Yeah. Um... I've seen Cardinals games in the past, sure. you know, um, but Courtney is most certainly a diehard. Die oh, cool! Fan. We'll have to talk baseball one time next time I see. Yeah, you. please. That would be so, so ha- fun. Let her talk to somebody because I, <laughs> I can't stand up with yeah. her because yeah. she's got me. Fandom beat. is really like that, especially. I think this podcast has really shown me that too. Like the things that people love, especially sports, but yeah. other things too, like. There's a certain level of like understanding and context, but then there's like fandom. There's really obsession where someone can be talking and you just don't understand anything they're trying to say because they're so inside. I mean, that's how I feel when Chandler started talking about basketball. I've got fucking nothing. <laughs> well, as a, as a kid and a teenager, I would go to sleep watching sports and mm-hmm. wake up sp- oh, cool. watching sports in the morning. So I was definitely more caught up on wrestling then, I'm sorry sports you are now. then but cool. the cursory knowledge of how sports work and stuff is good too but cool. I do like wrestling uh-huh. I will watch wrestling that's awesome and I think that more people should watch wrestling because it is entertaining and I could, I could definitely see I think it's absolutely entertaining and I could definitely see the uh, positive effects that it's had on your style uh, this was awesome I loved it so much uh, to wrap it up at the end of every podcast I say um, I love you and I mean that Oh, thank you so much for This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com.
thank you all, thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.